welcome back to the wise man's page the daily podcast where we read a page of the wise man's fear and then we talk about it this is page 863 content warning this episode will discuss and page itself will refer to uh depictions of uh, sexual assault sexual assault and brutal violence What are you doing? She asked finally. In answer, I pulled the now hot horseshoe from the coals of the fire and approached the nearest body. It was Tim. I pressed the hot iron against the back of his remaining hand. The skin smoked and hissed and stuck to the metal. After a moment, I pulled it away, leaving a black burn against his white skin, a broken circle. I moved back to the fire and began to heat the iron again. Crin stood mutely, too stunned to react normally. Not that there could be a normal way to react in a situation like this, I suppose. But she didn't scream or run off as I thought she might. She simply looked at the broken circle and repeated, What are you doing? When I finally spoke, my voice sounded strange to my own ears. All of the Itamara are one family, I explained, like a closed circle. It doesn't matter if some of us are strangers to others. We are still family, still close. We have to be this way because we are always strangers wherever we go. We are scattered, and people hate us. We have laws, rules we follow. When one of us does a thing that cannot be forgiven or mended, if he jeopardizes the safety or the honor of the Edamara, he is killed and branded with the broken circle to show he is no longer one of us. It is rarely done. There is rarely a need. I pulled the iron from the fire and walked to the next body, Otto. I pressed it to the back of his hand and listened to it hiss. These were not Edamara, but they made themselves out to be. They did things no Edema would do, so I am making sure the world knows they were not part of our family. The Ru do not do the sort of things that these men did. But the wagons, she protested. The instruments, they were not Edema Ru, I said firmly. They probably weren't even real troopers, just a group of thieves who killed a band of Ru and tried to take their place. Crin stared at the bodies, then back to me. So you killed them for pretending to be Edema Ru? For pretending to be Ru? No. I put the iron back in the fire. For killing a Ru troop and stealing their wagons? Yes. For what they did to you? Yes. But if they aren't Ru, Crin looked at the brightly painted wagons. How? I am curious about that myself, I said. Pulling the broken circle from the fire again, I moved to Aleg and pressed it onto his palm. The false trooper jerked and screamed himself awake. He isn't dead! Crin exclaimed shrilly. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Joanna. And Jeremy is away. And listeners, I regret to inform you that you are listening to a lost episode. We recorded this episode, had a great conversation, and then, due to a technical problem, we lost the audio. And now we will attempt to recreate it in too long a time ago, so we don't remember anything we said. So, good luck. Also, Jeremy is not here. He was here initially to record this part. Uh, He is not here for a span of time. So you will have the jarring experience of having no Jeremy for an episode, and then you'll have Jeremy again for two episodes, and then he'll be gone again. Really, it's sort of like a, it's it's a tease. So, so you know, you'll just want more Jeremy in the end, and one day we'll give it to you. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Jeremy would want it that way, as the resident pervert. (laughs) He's the one who, he would definitely want to to tease this out of you. You know, he would want it to last. You know, he would want it to really, to really edge the Jeremy experience. So I think largely what we talked about and what I still want to talk about today, we should probably not try to recapture the magic and just Indeed. have Let an episode. Let us make new magic. Together. Let's make new memories together with the listeners in a sort of podicule. I'm sure we've made the joke before. What we try to talk about and we'll, we'll talk about now is that this seems like a not very effective way 
of getting the message across because nobody outside of the Rus seems to know about this tradition. It feels very ceremonial. Yeah, it does feel ceremonial and it's like closure for Quoth in a way, I think. This sort of puts the lie to the idea that like the Ra have, they pass all of their traditions down in stories so that they remain secret that only the Ra can parse the truth out of. Presumably Quoth heard this in a story somewhere. I don't think he ever had to see it happen. Certainly we don't hear any time like in his youth that this has ever happened. So he probably only heard about it in a story from his parents and no one else seems to know about it. Like if this was common knowledge, then totally. But also if this was common knowledge, probably the row would be like in better standing in the rest of the world because... Yeah, they wouldn't have the reputation that they have. Yeah, because the rest of the world would know that they have like laws and standards and that there's things at stake if Ra do commit crimes. It's possible that like people closer to the the circle of the Enema Ra would know about it. Like people who either like see a lot of maybe like work with them in town or like people like Baron Greyfallow who sponsor them they would know about this thing but otherwise like your average layman wouldn't know yeah it really should be common knowledge for this to be effective but perhaps that is not its purpose yeah well I feel like it's really about retribution for Quoth here like I feel they're in the middle of nowhere he's not gonna like take the bodies back and like parade them maybe I, I don't remember I know he takes the girls back to Levenshire so maybe he says you can go out a few days journey and find the bodies and you'll see that they're branded with a broken circle and whatever. Yeah, I guess he doesn't bury them, does he? I don't remember, but I really feel like this is retribution. Like Quoth is like desecrating the bodies and torturing Alec so he can get some measure of like closure out of this. Because this is, I think in a way, this is like misplaced, I mean, not misplaced, obviously aggression is, is warranted here as Jeremy was fond of saying they had it coming. But I feel like on some level, he has all of this power now. He's been able to use all of his skills to the unambiguously good task of hunting down these uh, rapists and thieves and murderers. He's kind of taking out some of the aggression and the helplessness he felt at the loss of his own family. At uh, this people who apparently he suspects rightly have killed a another troop even though even if they hadn't like even if they were in fact edamara having broken the rules makes them not edamara like even if they started as edamara if they were a troop that like went the wrong path it would make them not edamara because the minute you break the rules you are no longer part of the community well y yes but it seems like it's a dire uh it's not like any rule right they're not they're not like uh the giver i've actually never read the giver i don't know if that's a good I also have not read The Giver. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not like if they violate one rule, they're out. It's not like a dystopia. Yeah, they have to violate several yeah, rules. Yeah, well, they, they have to like really, really damage the honor reputation of the Ra. Kind of seems like the damage is done. If everyone in the world thinks they are this way, what good is it by being like, no, no, we actually do have a secret tradition that we never use to punish and ostracize and, you know, execute. He also says they are killed and then branded. It's not like there's guys walking around with broken circles branded on their faces who are going, I'm a former Ra. I had it coming. You know, they, they're killing these people and then what? Leaving their bodies up on trees? Like, it's, it feels like there's a missing step here. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, like a, there's a social media issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's a PR <laughs> issue. Yeah. The run need a better they're PR. They're not good at social media. No, they're really not. Although, you know what they call it when you hang a body on a post? Oh no. What are we going to do? Posting. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It's posting. Oh God. Yeah. So when you, when you uh, kill a, a raw trooper, a trooper for violating the, the sacred tenets of, of raw community, and then you brand them with a broken circle, 
Okay, so what I'm hearing is like the like uh, the historical Dracula. Yeah, the Vlad- original poster. Yeah, yeah Vladimir yeah, Taylor the was the original poster. poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know what? There were no uh, illusions about what kind of guy he was. Really, he was the original influencer, you know? Like, that guy, really, he had a lot of reach. He had a lot of organic reach, Actually, you might okay, say. it's weird that we talk about this, because if you think about it, like, I don't know that, like, he did not truly plan a lot of his narrative. Like, I think his narrative kind of got away from him. But at a certain point, he was doing things to construct his narrative. And, like, Quoth is doing that, too. Yeah, certainly, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know enough about the historical Vlad the Impaler. Sadly, Jeremy probably does know a fair bit about I know, the historical like, Vlad the Impaler. I, like, I know stuff, but not enough to be like, I'm a historian or something. Yeah, no, I, like, I read I, some books and I watched some some documentaries. And that's yeah, Castlevania doesn't count. Okay, I did not, like, I do not count Castlevania. <laughs> but the, the him putting people on pikes is definitely, like, a thing, and it happened. Yeah. I have it in my head that he was like well liked by his people. Like he was actually considered a fair and just like ruler, if you know, absolute, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, like the world sort of start the the world sort of started to like dislike him as a whole, kind of more after he vacated the like his defense. We can do that later. We can talk about. But yes, Vlad. he was certainly <laughs> like Quoth was mindful of his reputation. So they have wagons. She's wondering like how they get the wagons, which brings me back to I know that they're not actual Ruh, but if they were actual Ruh, it would explain why the wagons weren't like changed or damaged in some way. Yeah. Well, they will talk about this, is that one of the reasons Quoth thinks that, correctly, that they have killed a Ruh troop is that the wagon markings are intact, and so I gather that, and we'll talk about this in a future episode, and I know about this because we've already recorded those episodes, but I, I suspect that there's a tradition where if Ruh need to abandon their wagons, they um, they damage the markings so that they can't do this exact thing but so they'd have to kill the troop to the last man in order for this to uh to work and that's why quoth has already sort of settled on okay they must have killed a troop he's uh kept alec alive quoth the drama queen quoth the eternal poster is doing this as a one-liner i'm curious about that myself hiss and then he wakes up the guy so we can interrogate him i mean if you imagine it as like the movie in your head it's a good scene yeah, it's like definitely. It's, a, it's like a oh, uh, he did th- he did that. Oh my god, kind of. Yeah, yeah I don't know, it's good. It's a good scene. Yeah, although it's brutal torture. Um, and as we'll, we'll talk about, it's the kind of scene you don't want to see from Quoth's angle. You want to see it from the angle, from like the angle way. Like you want to be looking at Quoth. You don't want to be looking at the guy who's getting burned. Like that's how the scene plays. That's how in you my, shoot it. Yeah, yeah, that's good cinematography for sure. Like you just you see you see Quoth and you see the stick coming like towards the camera and like that's that's kind of like your visual thing. But you definitely don't want to see the guy getting burned because that's yeah. Brutal. Well, something that's <laughs> arisen for me in this read, and I'm sure we've talked about this and will again. Finding myself extracting reasons to be sympathetic to these characters. I think especially Aleg seems like he's ultimately like in a bad position and sort of has to make this choice in order to survive, even though he does seem to relish having made it. Him and Keat and Anne, you can read them a little bit as like victims of circumstance, I suppose. And it's really troubling encountering that and going, I really don't want to feel for these characters. I want to enjoy and appreciate them getting tortured and killed but this read in particular it's hard for me to do that their their behavior may be a a symptom of the system yes as it usually is but uh i think also it might just be also a side effect of me getting a bit older and having like the world becomes more gray 
as yeah. our hair does. <laughs> yeah. And as my vision fades and I cease being able to see in color. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this page? I think I am done. Let's call this one saved. Hopefully we won't lose this this track again and then we'll move on. Uh we'll we talk to you again. tomorrow. There's like it's cursed. Yeah, we'll just skip the page. And uh we'll see you tomorrow. Jeremy will be back, but then he'll be gone again in a couple days. But we'll be back again and forever on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.